Vanguard Radio for the precious 8%. Welcome to Goy Fire. We'll be talking about hate in Howe, Michigan. Deep Throat exposed. Holland and France reject the EU Constitution. TNB has a section of its own. And in California, we have a California State University reverse discrimination suit. And five, L.A. gets an Hispanic mayor. So, welcome to Goy Fire. We want to thank you for listening. Our first story tonight is hate in Howell, Michigan. Two ninth grade students who painted an anti-gay message on a rock in Howell High School's courtyard have been suspended for at least 10 days and might face criminal prosecution. Meanwhile, three seniors who responded by painting love over the message and elsewhere on school grounds were suspended May 18th for the rest of the school year. Initially, they had been suspended also for 10 days. Uh, The words, God hates fags, were the reason for the controversy, and uh, Chena, I think you know a little bit more about this case than the rest of us. Well, I read about it online. Uh, Oftentimes, locals will cover a a given story. In this case, they're probably bragging about how they so effectively dealt with it, because um, the ninth graders actually rebelled at the training, and they, as you pointed out, painted God hates fags. And by and by, uh, the school superintendent and the principal, whose name is Marge Hamill, well, actually, they started it by hanging this rainbow flag with the local uh, diversity club imprimatura sewn, I guess, over in the corner of the uh, rainbow queer flag, I think we've all seen in major cities or else online. Uh, I call it brain blow because that's what happens to the people in this country, but... Uh, so they had the nerve to hang it right over a stairwell, Aegis. And Alex said something very interesting in, on the front page about that, about how banners... Well, how well, do you put that, Alex? Why don't you jump in and say, please... Oh, it's like, uh, I, I think what the uh, ancient Romans used to make tribes that they defeated do is pass under the yoke as mm-hmm. kind of a, a symbol that, you know, you're accepting our domination and our leadership of you, and in exchange we'll let you little pikers live. Well, anytime sure. you have something above your head... Uh, you know, you're you're kind of saying, look, we dominate this school. You're going to pass under our yoke, at least symbolically, and you're you're going to accept what we say. And what Craig in his his interview with the uh, what is it, the superintendent? Yeah, Charles Chuck Briner with a PhD. Is he superintendent of the district? Yeah, he is the entire district. So, yeah. so he's superintendent of the district. Now, this what Craig revealed is that this this guy and 35 administrators go out to get this wonderful training to be sensitive to diversity because there had been some issues, so they needed training. And, uh, you know, they come back and they're going to impose this on the kids. And part of it is allowing kids to get away with hanging uh, a fag flag. You know, they call it a diversity flag. But the rainbow flag with uh, a couple of additions to it. And some kids didn't like that. And they went out on the graffiti rock that the school allowed them to, to paint and painted God loves fags on it. And God quickly, hates fags. God hates Yeah, fags. God hates fags. And then quickly a, a couple seniors rushed out and painted God loves fags on it. And they painted. They, <laughs> well, they painted love, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they just paint plain love. I thought they, but I, they know God they loves fags. Everybody knows I that. Guess, you know, painted, <laughs> you're right. You're right. It would be kind of foolish if they painted God loves fags. That would kind of hallelujah be a little bit funny. But uh, but well, they painted well, not only the, that. They painted not only the rock, but around campus, so they got in a little trouble for that. But for the basic thing, times, they got no trouble at all. 
they they got in no trouble at all for uh, painting over the the God hates fags. So yeah, what what was the name of the document that he cited as being um, uh, the policy maker for diversity in in the school system? Well, they have the code of conduct, and you know I've got a cable hooked up, and and just to download this thing, man, my my computer's waiting, waiting, clicking, clicking, the numbers are going by. This code of conduct for the kids is unbelievable, but on page 58 of that. And you can download it from our VNN forum thread uh, of the code of conduct for how high they say that they will tolerate no sexist or racist printed materials or recordings or writings. The zero tolerance for that. Now, you know, whenever I call these administrators, I try to segue in sometimes by talking about how the churches and some other groups have begun to criticize a black hip hop. And invariably, they see no problem with that, no problem whatsoever. They say, oh, a few of the kids might like that a little bit, but uh, we don't see that as a problem. Sometimes they'll tell me, you know, I'm paraphrasing very slightly, but that's essentially the message. And, of course, we at VNN Forum and uh, many other white nationalists, we know what, the, what these lyrics are, and these people are getting paid tens of millions, and this whole thing is celebrated as a, a valid youth culture, and it is not. It's pure scum filth, and if you want to get angry, Get angry from a white viewpoint, not from a nigger viewpoint. Well, this, this is the reason you don't want your kids going to a public school. You've got these utterly passive, ineffectual, uh, white-skinned people leading these schools, and they're delighted to go out and get this sensitivity training or this pro-diversity training, and then they come back and think they're all cutting edge, and basically what it is is they kill any kind of opposition. Any kind of opposition to them is, is hate, as the Jew has taught them. And it's not simply in this... Uh, in this story at the school, but it's, it's also the cops who undergo this, this kind of ADL brainwashing and indoctrination. And even if it's not the ADL directly, ultimately the terms and the categories used trace back to the ADL and other Jewish hate groups. Uh, and, and they come back and they impose a, a you know, if you, if you disagree with this agenda in any way, you're disturbing the force and you will be reckoned with. And uh, if you want your kid exposed to that, I mean, that's, uh, that's what you're going to get in any public school. Now, this public school, uh, Craig, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing it's in a basically an, an almost entirely white area. I think what specifically think so. set, yeah, what yeah. set this thing off, and this is, these are German-descended people, they're very mild, they're, they're, they're tolerant, they're, uh, they're, they're trying to do what they think is the right thing morally, and in fact, the cop in the, in the story we're going to talk about, the cop named Mauger, also German-descended like Breiner, they believe that they're doing the right thing. By supporting homosexuals in their agenda, they are doing the right thing, and anybody opposed to that is immoral. And why should they be allowed to, to speak their case? Why should they be allowed well, to speak their case? Hold on, Alex. You, you're, descended, the you're descended from Scandinavians, Alex, and I am no, part I'm not. German. I'm not de oh. descended from any Scandinavians. Pardon me, then. I had thought you were part Scandinavian. I'm, I don't have a drop of Scandinavian blood. I'm German. Mostly Swiss German and also uh, English and, and a bunch of others. But I got a little touchy when you started talking against uh, Breiner, not because of his politics, but on the German part, because there are plenty of Germans who don't think the way Breiner does is what I'm trying to say. Well, I, yeah. I live where these people live, and most of them are like Breiner. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's unfortunate. I don't know if I'm right, but I, I mean, I, I, if, if there are people who don't think the way Breiner does, they are not in positions of authority like the cop Mauger and, and the superintendent uh, Breiner. These guys are, they're not even really sycophants. They're just kind of nice people who are told this is how it is, and they go, oh, okay, that's right. Well, you know, as short as about 20 that. years ago, about 70% of the country had a, a German somewhere in their ancestry. I'm sure that's changed now. But. It's huge. I mean, the German is the single largest white ethnicity. There's more, more or less about, I think, 60 million people who claim German descent. It's the biggest white. And they need to wake up. And 
These people seem to be some of the blindest in terms of perceiving assaults. Now, this is basically, what I'm guessing is this guy's in Michigan. If Briner's not German, it's Dutch, but it, it's one of those. And, and you basically got a white area, and they, they maybe have a few colored starting to move into it, and they're basically getting out of the way of these minorities. and, and praise, They don't perceive an attack on themselves. This training that he thinks he has, it's pure indoctrination that he and his people are evil and need to get out of the way, and they simply do not perceive this. And it, it drives you nuts. The specific thing that set this off was uh, homosexuality, which uh, we know that the Jews promote because it just weakens white societies and it takes people out of the, out of the breeding pool and introduces a sort of selfishness and the irresponsibility that serves Jewish political agenda. But, you know, tomorrow it will be as the Mexicans influx and the blacks move out of Detroit, it will be blacks and Mexicans. And... Whites are taught that, uh, he even says this in your interview, he's talking about, well, people who aren't of a diverse background. and, and uh, mm-hmm. Well, well it, like, is, uh, it is a pretty chilling uh, report, and I suggest all of our listeners uh, do tune in to Craig Cobb's special report. And let me, let me tell them where they can find this. Uh, you can go to yeah. govnn.com, or, which is also vanguardnewsnetwork.com. And on the right side, you've got our broadcast page, and you go there and got links to all the exclusive interviews that... Uh, Craig Chain Cobb, who's with us uh, on these Goy fires, you've gotten to know him. Uh, all of his exclusive reports are there, and this is this is one of the ones we're talking about right now. His interview with this Briner. Tell the listeners go- about this National Conference for Community and Justice and their involvement with TAA, Alex. Before we move on to the, next I'm not sure of the exact involvement, but we distributed uh, the Aryan Alternative in in Columbia, and it made the meeting. It made the minutes of a meeting where ADL meets with. There's some kind of a task force set up, and the ADL basically talks about hate in the area covered by this particular selection of, uh, I think, state attorneys, so that they're they're informed that you know we're we're monitoring the situation of basically people using their free speech. The point here is how it all fits together. How you've got, you know, the 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 government through the police and through the public schools are working together with the Jews who control our country to put across this agenda and this this these categories that forbid anybody from disagreeing. It really is like they set up the Soviet Union, and instead of having gulags today, we've got sort of a flexible tyranny to where you don't even have dissidents because the idea of dissidents is, is simply unthinkable. And, and there's no way to really fight the system. You kind of have to withdraw the system and then get your shots in where you can. But you've got to keep your kid out of this. Your kid's going to be taught it's perfectly fine to be a fag, but you should be ashamed and humiliated about being white. But uh, it's, it's a great interview. It shows you completely how uh, how this Superintendent Briner thinks, and I guarantee you he thinks exactly the same as the uh, person who's running your kid's school. I thought, yeah, from a psychological aspect, it was quite interesting to see how smug and compliant uh, a supposedly highly educated person can be when they know that they've got a media... Uh, system backing them up on every issue and they've taken pains and taken care to know those issues and to be on the right side of those issues and um, it, it really is uh, quite quite interesting uh, if you consider his statements in that light well you know they have these gay straight alliances now is a big thing uh, and they have gay safe zones like gays are threatened by people well I, I'm guessing that if you wanted to print the facts about AIDS and how it's spread by homosexuals and you ran off a sheet with a bunch of facts about that and you tried to pass that out, I'm guessing that would be interpreted as an act of hate by this uh, this Briner. 
So there will be no uh, there will be no bug chaser gift giver club up there at Hal High. Well, that it might be legal. Hell, the way that they think, that's probably just love. And who who can discriminate between different kinds of love? Bug chasing is just as legitimate as committed uh, heterosexualism. Do you disagree, Craig? Maybe you're just a <laughs> hater. Maybe you went to the wrong high school. Yeah, well, bug chasing is perfectly valid. It's like right. extreme homoism. Well, speaking of bug chasing, uh, they found the bug uh, who inhabited uh, the second highest position in the FBI by the name of Mark Felt, uh, who was exposed as being the deep throat informant behind the Watergate scandal. And uh, to give our hearers a bit of background, uh, Nixon served as vice president for eight years and then lost the 1960 election to JFK. He recovered from political defeat to be chosen again as the Republicans' party candidate at the 1968 election. Following a year of turmoil, including two political assassinations, Nixon became the nation's 37th president on January 20th, 1969. Later that year, he delivered his silent majority speech on the Vietnam War, articulating his belief that the bulk of the American people supported his policies and programs. He was vindicated by winning a landslide of re-election and was sworn in to a second term in January 1973. Now, Jew Felt was born in Idaho in 1913. He graduated from the University of Idaho and George Washington University Law School and joined the FBI in January 1942. He spent World War II, get this, in the Bureau's espionage section, experience that came into play 30 years later as he set up the series of signals and codes he and Bernstein, another Jew, used when they needed to meet with one another. Alex, I know you've been following this case. Uh, I don't know if you were alive in 1972, but uh, this was oh, yeah, quite I a was big six deal. Years old in 1972. What can be said about this is that uh, I'm, I'm guessing that various people knew about this all along and it was more or less hushed up. But it, to me, it shows basically Jews are not reliable. Uh, there's just another thing over in Austria with the Freedom Party and, and uh, a guy who turned out to have been working for the Mossad, and it's very similar. I mean, if you have Jews in high positions, they are loyal to other Jews and nothing else. And it's also a sign that if if you allow Jews into an institution, that is, if you're not overtly and officially anti-Jew in terms of your, your admissions policy, over time they will come to take it over because they are so well-networked. So you must exclude Jews and you must name the Jews from the start, and that is the only chance that you have to defend yourself against Jews. And let's be clear that Nixon knew the truth about Jews. Uh, he, he was the famous exchange with uh, Reverend Graham where he was like, yeah, they control the country. He's like, oh, I know it, but it's something you know, but you must never say it. This is the president of the country talking about the fact that Jews control the country and he, he can't speak about it freely, or they control the media is what he was talking about in that particular interest. The Jews control the media, but Richard Nixon can't talk about that. Okay, that, that shows you how deep it is. But that does not mean that uh, Nixon was necessarily anti-Jew because he did send material to, to Israel in one of its wars uh, when it was basically hours away from being smashed by Egypt. And how much better for the world it would have been if they had been smashed by Egypt. Israel's brought just un, unnamed, uncounted miseries to the world through what's happened over the last 30 years. 
Uh, there has been that. speculation that the uh, Mossad was also involved in the assassination of JFK. So I'm just trying to place uh, these political upheavals that America uh, went through in the 60s and 70s, uh, just complete, yeah, a complete catastrophe on all fronts, you know, one after the other. I, I, I don't know, Shane, had, do you recall those years in any detail? Oh, my. Do I recall? My God. <laughs> Listen, you could not read a newspaper in this country, and other the guys, you know, White Will and, and Rounder, they know this, you could not read a newspaper without reams and reams and reams of Associated Press details on uh, not only Watergate. I, I remember reading it when the story first broke, the burglary itself. But not only that, but on Jew feminism. It was just a tandem, one-two punch, and minority rights. At that time, of course, they really hadn't geared up on the United Nations importation, although it was a 1965 law. But I just mean that's all newspapers covered almost on their front pages and editorial pages uh, on the national level, anything in the national scene. And uh, it was just astounding the amount of it. So all baby boomers and now the ones in, in positions of power like this fellow we just talked about, Briner, uh, they, they grew up, uh, you know, they cut their teeth on this stuff. You know, Alex has a superb link to this on the, on the felt story on the front page of VNN, and, and that one goes to this discoverthenetwork.org, and it's about Bernstein. And they say how his father was Alfred Bernstein, a Jew lawyer, uh, an activist, who was, and his, wife, his mother was an activist too, but they were just, they hauled uh, uh, Bernstein around when he was a kid to all these communist activities. He was a red diaper baby, like hey, well, yeah, Dave Hoare with the rest of them, right? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, they sold their papers, Woodward and Bernstein, to the University of Texas for $5 million. And this article you've linked, Alex, points out that uh, Bernstein horned in on the story with Woodward. Woodward originally had this going. Woodward being a, a white waspy type, right? Right, mm -hmm. yeah. But there's quickly, quickly there's a Jew there. The minute something threatens to be successful, why there's a Jewish executive producer mm -hmm. jumping in. That's right. I mean, now we see the upshot again. I saw Judge Napolitano on Fox, and he said that the moment Mark Felt takes money for this, uh, for these memoirs, and they expect that he'll get a million dollars, that the statute of limitations begins to run again. So, uh, of course, they can prosecute 80 or 86 year old uh, ex Nazi guards, but they can't prosecute Mark Felt. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. Because he was the deputy director of the FBI. Well, didn't, didn't guys. Didn't uh, a series or a, a bunch of guys uh, get sent to jail over this? Liddy? G. Gordon Liddy went to jail. He wouldn't talk. Mm -hmm. I think they sent a couple of the plumbers. But uh, it wasn't was it really not? that big of a story to start with. I mean, it was used. The press hated Nixon mm -hmm. more than they've probably hated any president, which is kind of ironic. It, it's led people to admire Nixon, who it's, it's similar to the way people think Pat Buchanan is a white nationalist because the Jews and the media hate him so much. But what you have to do is keep your eye on the ball. And the ball is what this person actually does. Nobody, apart from LBJ, did more to entrench affirmative action, that is, vicious, rampant discrimination against white people than Richard Nixon did. Nobody did more to save Israel at a very important point than Richard Nixon. So he was not a good president, and he was not a conservative. Well, in any case, we do see how, you know, let's say, unfavorable personages, be they the president or whatnot, can get, you know, lynched or offed or you name it by uh, you know, system juice. Uh, being yeah, well, this felt guy Kissinger is another guy who, who came out of the OSS of World War II and uh, had some type of, you know, high and shadowy positions. 
uh, within within the government, and and these guys yeah. just don't go away. This felt apparently was some sort of Nazi chaser, and I suppose right after the war, when a lot of them were fleeing all over the world and were traveling on uh, papers, and it seems to me that in almost every case I've read, the people who were assigned this were Jewish. Now I don't know that. Well, that's how it is today within the uh, what is it, the OSI Office of Special Investigations? That uh, oh boy, I forget the name of the Jew running it, but it's basically Jews who are persecuting these Americans who came over here 40, 50 years ago after the war and lived decent lives over here, just as they live decent lives in Germany, but they're being persecuted and hounded by these corrupt Jews who control our government because uh, they're on the wrong side. And they have no they have no qualms about sending these 80- to 90-year-old uh, men back to uh, Germany where they know they're going to be thrown in jail or otherwise harassed. You know, Meanwhile, there are Jewish butchers who were part of the, the murder of literally tens of millions of people in Eastern Europe who are dying in their beds happily, probably receiving pensions from Germany, who, who are in Israel who, who fled Eastern Europe and, and were part of the whole Jewish killing machine over there. And these people are never talked about because it's just like what uh, Sharon said about the, some of the oligarchs who are holing up in Israel now that Putin's on their case, which he says, uh, no, we're never going to extradite them. So there's a complete double standard. Jews are just a pernicious, venomous people, and when you have them, the life of your country is really endangered by pretending that these people are anything but a really a venomous pest. Hey, just you were just mentioning about Kissinger, and when he got uh, elevated to become the Secretary of the State from having been a National Security Advisor, I remember there, were, there was a, a cordon or a phalanx of journalists around him in a, about a 30-foot diameter circle. They asked him, what shall we call you now? And he said, just call me Excellency. <laughs> mm -hmm. One yeah. Jewish killer I wanted to mention in particular, in case someone wants to look it up, who's now residing in Israel, assuming he's still alive, is Solomon Morel, who killed all kinds of people in uh, Germany and I think Poland after World War II, because a lot of those camps turned into kind of revert, they reversed, whereas the Germans had treated the uh, camp members reasonably well in light of the, the difficult wartime situation. A lot of these Jews were just vicious sadists, real sickos, just like the IDF today and the way that they treat Palestinians and Americans like Rachel Corey. But uh, look that up. Uh, his name is Solomon Morell. I believe it's how it's pronounced. But, uh, Chain, you had actually had a personal connection to uh, uh, a relative of uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mark Felt. Is that correct? Yeah, that's Joan, the, the daughter, the thin one. You've seen her in the videos, perhaps, where they open the door. And she's now in Santa Rosa, I guess it is, which is just above Marin County. Uh, I guess in the press reports, she's the one who's motivating uh, her father to come with her memoirs. But she had told people who knew her, she told uh, me, because I heard about it and asked her point blank in 1976 that, yes, uh, her dad had been. And I think I remember asking her, did he tell you that directly point blank? And she said something to the effect that the hints were so strong and I know my dad. And well, was. now, that, that's interesting. That's funny. shows you that kind of other people must have known this, too, and they just didn't really see an interest in reporting it. Well, there, but, he, uh, he's well, been floated for a long time. But, yeah, Nixon yeah. knew it himself, and so did Halliburton, who, who did something like 13 months um, Haldeman? Haldeman. Yeah, Haldeman. That's all on the tapes. Uh, yeah, so that's been reported in the uh, the stories. So I, I think everyone knew it. Uh, but th the funny thing is, this guy, you know, he rode out after revealing this information, causes the president to lose his job, uh, get impeached the first time in the U.S. history. This guy rides out his job 30 years, gets the gold watch and everything. Sure. Well, where is the FBI agent today who's going to come forward? It doesn't have to be the deputy director and talk about the agenda they have against white activists in this country. You know, who's going to be the whistleblower there? 
who's going to stand up and tell us what the ADL is actually training them in, which is the exactly. normal white people who are concerned with the Constitution are haters and potential terrorists and violent extremists. I mean, the ADL is the most anti-American terrorist group you could conceive, and they're the ones who are paid to teach the FBI. The normal people like us doing Goy Fire and you listening are the enemy. Well, the ADL is your enemy. One thing I thought was actually funny about this felt thing was that, maybe I'm getting this a little bit wrong, but wasn't it the mother who wanted him to come forward with this story so he could sell it and make the money and pay for their kids' educations? Well, that's mean, Joan, I think. That, that's Joan. Mm -hmm. Was it the, the daughter who wanted that? or was it? I'm I sure it, it is, a, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, that seems to me incredibly Jewish. And I've seen a couple people claim that Felt was not a Jew, but everybody else, including Haldeman and Nixon, seemed to say that he was a Jew. Well, this Nazi hunting thing is pretty telling in, in a way. And they said that Felt had always resented it. He thought uh, Nixon, uh, I think he actually used the term Nazi to describe Nixon. And he mm -hmm. felt that he had Nazi tendencies. And I guess Nazi tendencies means white in, in the yeah, he uh, did use mind. the term. He did use the term Gauleiter, which was a, a term that he learned in his special training classes. Uh, who knows, maybe he interrogated a few and beat them up or drugged them or did all types of, who knows what to these uh, victims. Uh. To give you another example of, of a Jew doing this, Michael Chertoff this past week, I guess it was, was uh, in Los Angeles looking at the harbors. You know, there have been constant stories. In fact, the United States government was going to lease that one harbor in Long Beach to the Chinese. Um, well, that's been four, five, six years ago, and there was a big outrage on the talk radio especially. And th that was uh, uh, stopped. But Chertoff, who's a Jew, was out there. And imagine, he's in California these days. I don't know the exact figures, but it's pretty close to around, what is it, 40% uh, spec now? So he went out there and got in front of all that L.A. media and started talking about the White Minutemen. Well, the White Minutemen did a great job. It was all peaceful. No one was hurt, on and on. And what does he do? He, uh, you know, caters or, or, or he just gets out there in front of the spics and, and says, uh, talks down the White Minutemen. Now, what do you think that that does? Why would he do that? That's just creating more diverse, I mean, uh, um, division in the country for him yeah, to you, do that. It's, we, we've discussed that before. You've got the government yeah. controlled by Jews and, and fronted by fools like Bush who are actively at war with the people and siding with the Mexican invaders rather than the white men trying to protect yeah. their property and our nation. Nobody asked that because the media is full of people like Chertoff's, what is it, his nephew is writing for Popular Mechanics debunking the debunkers of 911. Yeah, so they got their talk. cover story on that, like they have on Oklahoma and Waco and everything else. And, you know, the Jews are the only one in the media who are uh, trying to dispel anybody who gets in there with the actual facts about what happens. It's one and how many of these thick invaders in California that he's talking to have relatives who or are themselves invaders in the first place or have relatives sneaking in here, cousins, third cousins, uncles, you name it. So he yeah. knows... It's like he's going out. He should be removed from Homeland Security just on that basis alone, that speech. Exactly. It's, it's but, uh, disgusting. As Goyfire listeners should know, our open borders policy is due to the change in immigration law that took place in 1965. And at that point, our, our immigrants switched from 90% European whites to uh, pretty much 100% non-whites. And this was at the direction and sole behest of the Jews who wanted a, a country of what they call diversity which means they want to get rid of the white Christian majority and import just a, a whole melange, a big nasty mix of people all heading in different directions, leading to a lot of tension and problems. But, you know, meanwhile, the Jews will stick to the 10 cities that most of them live in and their expensive digs, and they won't be affected by it. But it will prevent any other power from rising up to threaten their position. That's exactly what has happened. It's horrible for you. It leads to literally 
millions of crimes a year committed against white people just like you, all in order to entrench the Jews in their power. Well, speaking of which, we have a European constitution that was rejected this week by Dutch and French voters, each by margins that left no doubt about the depth of discontent with Europe's direction had leaders floundering over their next move. Consensus emerged that the ratification process should continue in the 13 remaining members. However, the referendum results were likely to prompt some of those countries, in particularly Britain, to scrap plans for their own balloting and leave the question to their parliaments. The Constitution must be approved by all 25 members, and European Union leaders have stressed there can be no renegotiation of the document. So, yes, I would like to stress that no renegotiation of the document. That's quite interesting. The second is many countries are leaving this very vital decision up to their parliaments, which are it's more or less like how judges are, are, are brought in or federal judges are brought in. Uh, uh, to the government, so this is a non-democratic um, referendum. Uh, the parliament just rubber stamps the petition, and uh, and it's done with. Yeah, they they so in, inquire to the people, but right in Holland and in France, those were the only two countries which they left it up to a popular referendum, and both countries said no. The other countries it went through the parliaments and got rubber stamps. So this is, you know, this is the situation that we have right now in Europe. Yeah, the Germans weren't allowed to vote, and no. the euro they, they they said fell somewhat. And prior to that, in these past few months, the, the euro in relation to the dollar has really gone up. I don't know what will happen with the uh, with the worldwide with between the dollar and the euro, but the trade deficit in our country in March, I saw one line story online that said it fell sharply to 54.99 billion, as if that's a real big plus. It went from what 60 billion to 54.99 for the year. It's 696 billion. These numbers are going to continue, and together with our social chaos. I wonder what will happen in the world. Yeah, the way I view it, the European Union makes sense from an economic standpoint. Uh, before, mm -hmm. Europe had all of these strange boundaries. You know, they had France, they had Luxembourg. You had to stop your car and get searched, like, uh, between the U.S. and Mexico. And uh, there was lots of taxes on, on inter-European uh, commerce. Uh, if you took a truck from, well, you couldn't take a truck from Prague to... Amsterdam because there was a wall uh, guarded by machine gun toting communists, uh, you know, cutting off Eastern Europe from from the rest of Western Europe. Okay, they got rid of that, but they also got rid of the inner borders, uh, or let's say the borders between Western European countries as well. So a lot of it made sense from a, just let's say a, a human standpoint, uh, of, of, of logistics and, uh, uh, let's say, post-Cold War normalcy. Except uh, is, there, is, there is white solidarity in this because a lot of these countries, as America and Canada, are beleaguered with hordes of mud immigrants who are assaulting and, and ruining people's lives in many cases. I remember a few years ago there was a case in Switzerland in which a Filipino uh, attacked a little girl and... Uh, a whole group of people. He got eight or nine people swinging around a crowbar in Switzerland. And of course, Switzerland recently had a very right-wing. In fact, I think he was National Socialist and elected in one canton or one you know, small area. But what I mean is, the people 
know that, and the same has occurred in Canada and the United States, these huge national left-wing oriented Jew socialist communist orgs get in there and they try to say, just as they have in Europe, well, we're going to have an international conference now on anti-Semitism. And they're just sick of it. They've just had enough. Yeah, and, well, the, the major failure of the e European Union is the, on the political level. On the economic level, uh, logistical level, it makes sense. Political level, there is no European people, um, except perhaps in a racial sense. Uh, but if on a political level, the Italians, the Germans, the Portuguese, the Latvians, have no real political ground, no real political sense consensus, and, and that's why this political constitution that they're trying to get ratified is more or less absurd. Not only that, you've got a lot of bureaucrats in, in Brussels, which is not far from, from uh, Antwerpen, uh, which is you know the, the diamond trade capital of Europe, and uh, you've just got a lot of funny, funny, well, let's say strange, uh, perverse legislation written into that European constitution. So there's no wonder that, that Europeans are, are balking, at least the French and the, uh, the Dutch, uh, who, who uh, were actually given the capacity to vote on this topic. There's no, no wonder that they're balking at the strange wording of this document. only thing I want to point out is that it points out the division between the elite and the people in Europe, just the same as in the U.S. The people rightly want to stick to their own money and their own type, and they're suspicious of international arrangements, and rightly so. But the elite may take these consultative referendums, but they tend to do what they want. And the point is that the, the, these no votes were pretty strong, even in the midst of these huge campaigns in favor of them by the media and the government. It's very similar to our immigration here and our affirmative action. You know, the, this diversity gets all the, uh, the PR from the controlling powers, but the people don't want it. Right. I would say the, the equivalent in the U.S. is the NAFTA agreement and what's going on now between Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. Now, Canada, I guess you don't no notice that much, or we don't notice that much, but Mexico, and we'll be getting to that later um, with the mayor in L.A. Uh, Ages, didn't care. this European Union have to conclave about controlling the Internet? Wasn't that another thing that this... Yeah, they wanted to equate that with um, pornography, child pornography, hate mm -hmm. on the Internet. So um, that was there's one. enough white plurality in these countries still, still to say, hey, you could go fuck yourself. We're not going to take this. Yeah, more or less. If given the choice, uh, people will choose self-determination if given the choice. But <laughs> as we see in power politics, uh, and if democracy is a, a chimerical, then um, it, it's more or less a farce giving people the vote on self-determination. Of course they're going to vote for that. Mm -hmm. um, but are they really given that self-determination? I think as we've seen, that's not the case. Uh, you can only get self-determination by fighting forward and uh, maintaining it by force. And it's, it's never anything that's given to you on a, on a ballot. Yeah, they've got such an entrenched media governing system, and the media and the, and the government are on the same page and work in the same direction, and it's very hard to fight against it. And they're continually putting in new laws to prevent you from fighting against it. So you get to a point where you can't even really figure out what's going on except by searching the Internet. And, uh, you know, you don't hear anybody echoing your, what you say out in public. They're all afraid of, of diverging from the, the, the set line. Yeah, well, a lot of the EU is completely indecipherable on the European continent as well. It, it's mainly been a rah-rah campaign. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, that's the way we're heading. Rah, rah, rah. 
but uh, where the rubber meets the road, there is no uh, connection. Um, it's it's entirely empty. It's a, a white piece of paper and uh, a pat on the back uh, for the bureaucrats in Brussels to write whatever the hell they want, and you just sort of go along with it. I'm waiting for the day when they talk about white people getting back into Europe as our right. I mean, that may seem bizarre to a lot of people who have just begun to listen to Goyfire, but white nationalists seriously consider this. That's our racial homeland in the same way North America is to Indians, supposedly, that's what they always say, or Hawaii to Hawaiians, and uh, why can't we have the right to begin to repopulate our racial homeland and say, hey, you people get out of our place, okay? You don't belong here. Uh, I don't see what's so outlandish about that. Right, well, Europe is getting back to our roots the same way Africa is for uh, Africans. Sure. Uh, I encourage Africans to go back to Africa just as I encourage uh, European Americans to, to put Paris or Berlin or, or Prague on their itinerary instead of Cancun or Fort Lauderdale or Aruba. Week. Aruba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get to Estonia, Aegis. I'm trying to get to Estonia. TNB. We're going to talk about five instances that have taken place within the last week in the Meriquois outlining the failed integration policies of uh, our Jewish overlords. Um, I'm going to mention briefly that the, the titles of these atrocities, then I'll let Chain and Alex comment. All right, we have a groid shoots three shopkeepers. A she-ape jumps on a school bus. White boy raped. Urban Beach Week, three words, many arrests. And five, nigger shoots white cop in Missouri. Okay, uh, Alex, I'll throw this out to you. Which instance uh, are you familiar with? Well, I'd like to hear the one that Chain reported on, which is the uh, groid who went nuts and for no apparent reason killed three Ameriquans uh, in a, in a 7-Eleven, basically. Yeah, he and went Chain... into the James Food Store, which is some store that's close to the projects there. And, in fact, he had robbed that one Korean uh, years ago, the one he eventually shot dead, and he'd uh, done time for that, if I've gotten it correctly. And uh, he went in there on the rampage, and the stories originally said he was yelling all sorts of uh, racial invective, and that was quickly withdrawn. And, you know, Richmond is 57.2% African-American. So uh, this guy was in, in there, in fact... Stan amusingly came up with a story for that, the, the title, which was Bowling for Immigrants. And uh, the, the guy just went off his rocker, and he's got a big gold chain on, too. So I said in the audio to uh, this Miss Nelson, who's the police PR woman there, well, why didn't he just sell or, or hawk that chain? And again, they have constant apologies for this hip-hop culture. So whatever this guy's problem was, they said, oh, well, he knew him. He knew the people, rather, all three of them. And he did kill one uh, one uh, Negroid too, the third one, a Muslim of some sort, East Middle Easterner, and the Korean. But he did it in the space of 20 minutes, which is pretty rapid fire. Now, where were the victims located? Well, one of them was working in this James Food Store, which is a, as they just said, a fast food place close to the projects there. Okay. And uh, that's where they have the video. The other one was a dry cleaner, which was close to that. This. A Korean dry cleaner, he went in there and shot him dead. And this guy had been in jail from the time he was a, a young guy, apparently. His grandfather I talked to, and his grandfather claimed not to know much about this. He says, oh, he's been out of touch, and he'd, the cops told him he'd been in trouble. Yeah, right. The cops told him, as if he doesn't know this stuff. The prosecutor, whose name was Learned Barry, he read from 
Daniel Bowlers, I think his name was, he, he read from his actual arrest record, and it's just one constant crime after the other, and big time stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, he served a lot of his youth, his pre-21, or I guess or pre-18 years in, in one facility or another, and then he comes out uh, shooting, and again, they imbue these, the, these uh, Negroids, first of all, they have very low IQs, biologic, and then they imbue them with this incredible sense of uh, privilege, right, and, uh, you know, I'm next to God, and uh, self-esteem, to the point that, uh, and the white girls buy it, by the way, and to the point that uh, when things don't work out for them out on the street the way they think they're supposed to, well, they just you know, grab a 9 millimeter and start shooting. It's not uncommon. They ended up catching this guy, though. Yeah, they caught him at a, at a motel the next night in Henrico County. They're all over Virginia, I guess. They won't come up into West Virginia, I'll tell you that. Because the whites there, they'll start shooting. You know, it's just you can't drive your car without wearing a seatbelt. But these land sharks are allowed to swim around free and, you know, take a bite out of humans whenever they mm -hmm. feel hungry. And this mm -hmm. is asininity. It is purely the fault of the Jews who committed civil rights against us. And civil rights is just a word for murder. Murder just like this. Now, this didn't happen to be white people in this case, but one and a half million times a year, the object of a, a violent attack is a white man who's attacked by a colored. There are 50 the times, Jews, I believe it's 50 times as likely to attack whites as vice versa. 50 times likelier to attack whites as whites are to attack blacks. So there's yeah. your civil rights in a nutshell, and good luck. And there's the story. About Why haven't we read it? Yeah. Don't read it because you, the people are con the media are controlled by Jews, just as Nixon knew. Well, yes, you know, I, I he, have he's a, a president, so what does he know about politics or about media control? Right. Well, he's I have a, a conspiracy very theorist. a very local story here that I'm going to pull right out of the the uh, drawer. Um, we found a Charleston County woman. Now I'm going to say sick after that was one angry mom sick this week enraged enough to try to block her daughter's school bus, spin at the driver, pull an ice pick from her purse, and then hop on the bus's hood, police said. The apparent reason? A driver attempted to move her daughter to a different bus seat because of the girl's rowdy behavior. Oh, yeah, ice ice pick's are. legal? Or, uh, apparently, the, in the subculture there, they, maybe they teach them that an ice pick is uh, legitimate because you might have a block of ice. <laughs> and she jumped yeah. on the hood. I like that part. That's yeah, what the monkeys do when they escape from the zoos, right? <laughs> this, this is the gauntlet your kid has to run to get to school where he meets guys like Briner and their pro-homosexual, <laughs> uh, pro-insanity agenda. So, you know, which part of this is good for your kids? You know, and, and, and what's the th what's the completes the circuit is you're paying for this out of your own pocket. You're paying to just basically be raped and, and rendered and, and buh bye we'll piss on your grave. I mean, yeah, you've well, got you to get your kids out of the system by any means possible. Well, they're already doing that. And then when the whites flee the system, then they complain that uh, we don't have segregation. We don't have integration anymore. It's just not right. Yeah, blacks yeah, are so years. great. How come they have to be around whites to learn anything? Yeah. You know, the Jews, the Jews speak out of so many different sides of their mouths. I mean, the left side, the right side, up up and down and backwards. I mean, it's just everything they say is a lie. All the lies further their own agenda. That's the only thing that can reconcile them. Logic, reason, evidence. These have nothing to do with what Jews say. To know that someone's a Jew is to know that you're dealing with a liar. Once in a while that won't be true, but the vast majority of the time a Jew equals liar. Jew equals genocidal imposer of, of his rules meant to destroy your family, you, your people, your kind, and your nation. 
They've been known for 2,000 years as nation wreckers. They are the ones putting ideas in the heads of idiots like Briner. And they are the ones loosing insane niggers with ice picks and, you know, 25 niggers too, with guns. Hey, yeah, she, yeah. To say she brought her lawn chair out and put it in front of the bus probably before she hopped up on the hood. What I bet that was that a comical sight. I would have liked to have that on video. <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> Mammy gorilla in a big, long, stretched lawn chair. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's a little game they play. You know, we pretend that niggers can be educated, you know, and, and we pay the taxes for it. And, and who wins out of this? Nobody. Well, well, I Pigs think can't everybody... sing and niggers can't learn anything. Well, I think and we everybody's... have to pay for the fucking singing lessons. Yeah, Damn it, I swore I wasn't going to curse this time, but uh, it's, it's so ludicrous. And the thing is, only at the cost of your paying for it are you allowed to escape this system. You don't get any credits for homeschooling. You know, I've seen... I've seen slow-walking apes uh, walk by me uh, at a crosswalk, but I never saw one take out a lawn chair before, but I guess it's happened. I would like to put some helium balloons on it like that white guy did in California a few years ago and give her up, up, and away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, the third case of TNB within this week, we have two men, two cases now solved. This is a very, very local story from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sergeant Tim Williams of the Grand Rapids Police Department says DNA matches at the Michigan State Police Forensic Lab are to thank. Uh, they have here, let's see, the first case involved a 2001 hostage-style takeover where police say a man now identified as James Bully, uh, I guess that rhymes with Moley, Wielding a gun, knocked a man to the ground, then assaulted and bound a 32-year-old woman. The woman was babysitting her nieces. Okay, we, I guess we can assume what type of assault that was. And then we have the other here, uh, also of Cole Color, who uh, raped a boy. The father, whom we won't identify, tells the son was probably dreaming. As he said, someone was pinching his butt. The next morning, the nightmare began. The boy's bedroom window was broken in. A dirty footprint was discovered on the floor, and the child had bloodied and soiled underpants. Well, like someone said, a a nigger is basically a dick with a life support system. You know, anything they can get it into, they're going to use it. This is a handful of stories of of which they're, you know, it's like a, a candy store barrel full of junk. I mean, you could pull up whatever you want uh, pretty much, and it comes back to blacks are animals, and we don't want them around us. There's nothing more to say than that. I mean, the specifics of the individual cases vary a little, but basically black rapes, black murders, black commits violent crime, black lags 100 miles behind in the education race, you know, the it never changes. That's because you're dealing with a known entity that has been studied and found out. We know what blacks are. The issue is protecting ourselves from them. The issue becomes why can't we protect ourselves from them? The issue becomes because Jews control the machine that controls America. And they say we're going to forcibly integrate you and they downplay stories like these so that they're only local and the race race is more or less left out of them. You gotta read between the lines. The crime problem is a black problem is a Jew problem is how it works. You know, the media won't cover this, and normal whites are, have begun to notice. So every time they have forced silence and the mayhem continues, whites can continually notice. Well, they sell it to these, these uh, dull-witted Christians and these people like this Briner that this is moral. Mixing races is moral. Well, that, what that means is that having little white kids raped by blacks is moral. Okay, so that must mean the vast majority of whites are immoral since they move away. 
we saw a story this week, uh, it was related to race in New Jersey, and it showed that even at the high-end economic levels, whites and blacks do not mix. Blacks stick to their own, whites stick to their own. Whites have left the cities where blacks move in, and there's only place there's been an increase uh, of white people is in cities that are 95% white. Now, either all those people are immoral, or we're, we're being sold a bunch of lies by the people who are running the country. Okay, we don't have to tolerate their calling us immoral. They're the immoral ones. When you mix people at gunpoint who don't want to be mixed together, and when you know beforehand that this is going to result, all this violence and crime and stupidity, you are the evil party. The Jew is the one who's doing the mixing. The Jew is the evil party. If you're, if you're fronting for the Jew, if you are working with the Jew, if you are going around saying that Jews are good people, you are the evil party. Yeah. And it does have to be fought in that level of, of morality because Christians can't really think, so they relate at the level of this is good and this is bad. You know, it could be for intelligent people, it's enough to say the nigger, like the cheetah, or like the lion, or like the elephant, is a known entity. It's going to react certain ways under certain circumstances, and we can protect ourselves from it, right? We know what elephants do. We know what gorillas do. We know what every kind of animal does. Well, the black is just another kind of animal. It's easy to take care of it. Well, the part where the education is required is this is what a Jew is, and this is what the Jew does. And what the Jew does is sick people like these, these blacks who are raping and murdering our people. It sicks them on us. It looses them on us. And it says we're immoral haters if we resist. And it says, this is diversity. It is our greatest strength. You'll repeat this or we will throw you in the Jewlock. And we can't put up with it anymore, white people. We just can't. Yeah, well, look at this. We have in Miami Beach, uh, Urban Beach Week, 324 arrests made since Thursday night, mostly for disorderly conduct, disorderly intoxication, and misdemeanor drug arrests. Um, this is apparently some type of Nogfest in uh, Miami, um, but there are several others on the East Coast that I know of. One of them is called uh, Virginia Beach Greek Week. I don't know if you guys know of any other. Uh, is that the happening. same as Freaknik? They have a Freaknik's Freak another one. Freaknik is another one with similar arrests. Yeah. I know of one. There's one on my TV every time a fucking McDonald's or Burger King or you name it commercial comes on. I'm sick of it. Well, What's these, these are gathering. The funniest part is these are supposed to be a lot of these are gatherings of uh, black college students. So you figure they'd be more intelligent. But the fact is, black college students is basically a contradiction in terms. And if you take the graduate of the average black college, college he's going to be basically illiterate. There are exceptions, but basically, he's still going to be illiterate. Yeah. And uh, now there, there were these, residual. These congregated and just cause all kinds of problems. And then when white businesses shut down, they start whining and they get the NAACP and the Jewish media to say. Oh, these evil whites are being racist. They're shutting their doors because they don't want blacks creating problems and stealing stuff. That's that's what's going on. Right, so people are forced to keep their uh, businesses open during these festivals. Yeah, and, and the, they're complaining because the cops, uh, there was like a white gathering. Blacks are worse than like Harley bikers, I think is what it was. There was a, there was a gathering of white, white uh, biker uh, bike gangs, and they create less of a problem than black college students. Okay, that, that ought to tell you something right there if you're paying attention. And then the blacks come in and they're like, this is a good year. There were only 300 arrests in like two days. Those, those niggas be a ban and shit. Actually, there were 324 this year, and last year there were 140. So, nigga, so they're actually misrepresenting that. There's only, 300, there's only 300 arrests in like a couple of days. I mean, that's, you know, when you have blacks, you've got to lower the standards to where blacks can meet them. 
And yeah. if your kid is anywhere trapped in that related to school, I mean, it's no child left behind. That means nobody's getting ahead. Nobody's right. getting now, anywhere near even what they could be learning or should be learning, the most minimum. The man accused of shooting a Missouri Highway Patrol trooper nine times says he did it, and you won't believe the reason he gave. Well, <laughs> this is the TNB section. Tommy Rollins Jr. was arranged in Jackson County, Missouri, court Sunday on charges of assaulting an officer. He was being held without bond. He said, I didn't mean to do what I did, and society caused me to do what I did. Yeah, he said, I have a family, too. Think how my family feels. He chased this guy out onto the median, hit him nine times, and one politically correct Missouri writer for some minor publication is already saying most of the shots hit his... Uh, uh, Brandon Brashear, he's the trooper, hit his best. Well, how come the guy's still laying there in a direly critical condition? You know, whatever kind of things he lost in his whichever organs, this guy is uh, screwed for life. Got yeah. I called up uh, the prosecutor, by the way. They got this guy, Aegis, with two Molotov cocktails. And some reports say they found it in the field where he'd hid, hidden them. And one report says his house. One says another place where he used to stay. They mentioned them as uh, two gasoline-fueled bombs. Right. So he's a bomb maker. Now, what do bomb makers get in these days? Well, it depends their race. I called the prosecutor there who does PR. His name is Leibniz. haven't been able to get through to him yet. The father came. We sent the father and the mother. Uh, Hibernian did a copy of the Aryan Alternative Number 2. They're down in Kentucky. This is a 27-year-old guy. And... uh, the Groyd used to work as a janitor for about six years, and I called up Ben there at the superintendent's office, and Stan hasn't put that one up yet. I think it's pretty good. I think Alex figures he's just a low- to mid-level guy, but no matter who you call, they're indignant, first of all, that you would even call and talk about some public issue. Of course, if you're Jesse Jackson or one of those orgs, you, any Negro org, you have the right, and, and they'll you know, roll out the red carpet for you to come in and examine every aspect of what they've been doing. If you're a white, it's like, what are you saying? You'll tell them something in English, and they'll say, well, what are you talking about? Right, automatic crackpot. Yeah, I said, did you give this guy psychological tests? Did you check his record? That's what. They found him with two Molotov cocktails. Are you concerned he might have had those in your little elementary school? Yeah, and get this. uh, At the end of the article... Uh, on this Rollins uh, shooting, they they let him make a statement, which is, I, I guess, a bit, well, it's becoming more usual every day that uh, the murderer gets the last word. So he says, and I quote, Sorry, I got a family of my own and will probably never see again, so yeah. I'm hurting too. Yeah, this guy and pops off every time they move him around the courthouse or anything. He must have a black lawyer because <laughs> he just keeps... Quacking wherever there's a camera. <laughs> right. Well, he again, to, they have this elevated sense of self-entitlement, right, privilege, self-esteem. I mean, they're just all dummied up with a, a bunch of hot air, which they are genetically anyway, and imbue them with that through this, every system they come in contact with, every governmental system for their entire educational, so-called educational lives. You know, then you get mm-hmm. a very entertaining monkey. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're finding that there's an extremely high cost to be paid for pretending that blacks are humans. And when you have a culture that is set by Jews through the television and through the official bodies, and they are teaching that white people are guilty and that blacks should blame whites for their problems, this is the inevitable outcome. Uh, this is what we saw like Jew William Kunstler do with Colin Ferguson in the Long Island train shooting where he shot a bunch of whites and then uh, you know, a black rage defense 
the spiel. Well, you might call now, it. if I go if I go kill a bunch of Jews, can I claim that I'm angry about what Jews have done to America? You might want to think about that, some of you Jews listening in, because right. I'd well, hate to have to encourage something like that when y'all are making it basically impossible politically to even get a word in edgewise. You know, they those who make peaceful change impossible make violent revolution inevitable, and that is exactly where America's headed. Yes, and we have a case of that. The California State University System formerly accused of reverse racism by employee student. And that's a term that's come into vogue, reverse racism. Um, I have a quote from the article picked off of American Renaissance. It is uniformly agreed by all parties that respondent Sharon Elise, a professor at California State University, specifically referred to the race, ethnicity of complainant in an aggressive way, white bitch, that included strong physical gestures, accompanied by ostensibly cornering complainant into her office without reasonable means of egress. Very important when dealing with egress. Complainant was told that she could go to a, quote, whiteness forum, that complainant suffered from a specific form of racial blindness, and that she wasn't used to having authority figures who were black. Yeah, that's that's their standard claim. If you if you catch them out acting irresponsibly, well, you just don't like the black folk being over you. You use the black styles of living, and then you they got, got all a these. Problem with that nigga? Yeah, well, they have all these diversity groups that train all the Fortune 500, and they're basically consultants who are making outrageous fees to teach them that there's something wrong with being white. And the counterpart to that corporate garbage would be the uh, increasing numbers of whiteness studies departments in academia, which is a, a political movement masquerading as an academic discipline, just like feminism and just like black studies. And what they do there, do they celebrate white pride and the remarkable achievements of white people? No, they brainwash them that uh, whites have some kind of white privilege that black people don't have, and whites have all these advantages in our society that, uh, that blacks don't have. Well, look at the other stories that we've been talking about today and ask yourself, what is a white privilege? A white privilege is hey, you've got a lottery chance to go out and be shot by some some black guy because the system made him that way or because, you know, he was just angry and decided he wanted to shoot people in the 7-Eleven. That's your white privilege. If there weren't blacks and Jews around, that wouldn't be happening. I mean, whites pay a huge tax for allowing Jews to circulate freely in this country, let alone blacks. The privilege is entirely on the part of the colors. They're privileged to be living in a civilization that has toilets and letters and wheels. You know, where they live, you know, people turn over rocks for their evening meal. They collect leaves to make their evening bed at night. They're one step up from gorillas. They eat each other where blacks come from. They don't have written languages where blacks come from. And we're talking about white privilege? Why shouldn't we have the privilege if we built the country? Right. Now, you know, I'm just looking here, and I see that uh, this Sharon Elise, who's this professor, she's said to be around 50 years old. Here she's uh, one of the attendees at the Center for the Study of White American Culture, a multiracial organization. Yeah, well, they're not studying white culture. They're attacking it mm. in, the, in the guise of studying it. And this is just, you know, it's an attempt to create a new area where they can basically create a new bureaucracy to put more of their people, empower them and pay them off the, the public tit and uh, uh, indoctrinate more students and in why they should hate themselves. And the Jews are behind that, Noel Ignatia, 
for example, and abolish whiteness. It's kind of a it's kind of a neo abolitionism. When they say they just want to abolish white privilege, but what they actually want to abolish is the white gene pool. And we'll all be colored, we'll all be stupid, we'll be the perfect consumers, we'll have lots of dumb kids, and we'll interbreed, and we won't do anything but sit around and watch TV and, and smoke pot, go shoot each other in the streets and provide work for cops and work for firemen and, and work for social workers. It, it's like they say warfare is the health of the state, the libertarians always say, well, Niggers and Mexicans are the health of the uh, the domestic side of that, you know, they're, because they're incapable of living as civilized people in large measure because they're not really people. They're kind of a lower form of humanity that, uh, you know, you let them live around yourselves, as we'll see in, in the last instance, and uh, they don't mix with us. It's that simple. There's not, there's really nothing else to say. They don't mix with us at all to where we can live together with them, and that's why white people always move away from Rightly so. And they, they love these little programs where they can browbeat us to death and get paid for it out of our pockets. Oh, yeah, get paid handsomely. This Amanda Davenport was probably a white who, you know, said something in class that was mildly pro-white. In return, she got cut off in the hallway or something, and, uh, you know, this, this, this nigger's just street corner uh, sharp blocked her way, actually. What yeah. got me is that she accused her of being racially blind. I guess that means she was not aware of the privileged position that she as a black has in American society. They are beyond question of what they do, and she questioned her, so the affrontery to do so. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she didn't even say anything pro-white. I'm sure it was simply she, she raised some question or she made some kind of point that the black didn't like, and she responded like that. And they do that all the time. They know that whites are culturally taught you have to give way to the black. You're guilty and you owe them. And this breeds a culture of just passivity and, and uh, oh, my gosh, we better not offend the black people. They're so valuable with their diversity and all. And people are scared. And that, that's what the Jewish government and media complexes taught them. That's how they've been taught to act in relation to blacks. And all it means is going backwards. This this website, American Renaissance, Amren, A-M-R-E-N.com, is a good way for uh, whites who still fancy themselves moderate resistors to multicult to, to get involved. But it says in this suit, it's quoted here, it says, rather obviously if an African-American student or employee were told that they needed to go to a forum where they were to self-loathe, were told that they suffered from a form of racial blindness, and we're told that they were not used to having authority figures who were white, one can be fairly assured that there would be at least a call for a reprimand of the offending party. Well, uh, touche, I guess. The thing is, basically all this is hate the white man, and it's white people in general, but it's white males in specific. And the reason they hate him is that white males built everything that exists in the world, and yeah. coloreds didn't build anything, and they know that, they hate it, they're going to ride us right into the ground, and when we're gone, they're not any worse off than they were before we existed. You know, so even if, you want, if you want to be part of that, you embrace diversity and you, you support all this government garbage that we hear from Briner. But uh, if, you, if you want to be sane and you want to live in a civilized society, you've got to come with us and join us. You know, even in the 1930s, the Japanese, who, who are smart people, they sent legions of technicians and engineers into this country to copy designs about high, of high-rises and industry and everything else. And they also repeated that later in the 60s and so forth. The Africans cannot even begin to copy what we've built. And they know this, too. You remember the Japanese, yeah. was it a prime minister who made the crack about America's problems being because of their black and brown citizens? Mm -hmm. And it, kind of similar to uh, Fox made a little bit of the same. Fox, Vicente Fox in Mexico made a little bit of the same 
crack in the same direction the other week, talking about black jobs that even blacks wouldn't take. Everybody knows that blacks and browns are inferior, and they know it too, and th that explains a lot of their anger. But uh, nevertheless, it was really, it's not them that we need to focus on. It's the Jews who put the chip on their shoulder. Otherwise, they'd be more or less happy being sort of second-rate, you know, choppers of wood and hewers of wood and drawers of water. And there'd be a talented tenth of them that was capable of leading their own community, and they'd be safely segregated from whites so that their violence couldn't touch us. That still wouldn't be ideal, but it'd be 500% better than what we have now, where they're allowed to move freely into our areas and encouraged through subsidization of housing to uh, move in and destroy civilized white areas. And that is exactly at the Jewish behest. You'll never find these blacks moving in around Jews and destroying Jewish areas or going to Jewish schools and disrupting their learning. It's only whites that have to suffer that because it's good for Jews. If it's good for Jews, it's bad for you. Jews don't have any right to destroy our families, but since rights don't matter, power matters, they are doing it. Yeah, just yesterday on television I was watching a panel that uh, was convened about this Michael Jackson jury. So here's who it was. Geraldo Rivera, who's a Jew, you know, his mother's name was Lillian Friedman. Then they had uh, Gloria Allred. She's a Jewess. And they had her packed in next to Big Mouth Susan Estrich, who's a Jewess. And then they had uh, uh, two blacks. So that was their panel. And the funny thing was... Typical. Is, uh, Typical. Yeah, and, and, and Geraldo, Geraldo and I think the two black males were against Michael Jackson being convicted. They thought, oh, no, he's innocent. I believe that was the count. And, and the two Jewesses said... Oh, no, he's, he's guilty. So <laughs> that's the dichotomy now. You have the Jewish women. It's just like a big, big, huge, nonstop sideshow. And a lot of these Jews, the funny thing is, like uh, I believe Daniel Pipes is a little bearded and, uh, and uh, Wolfie Blitzer, they'll even come on with a traditional Jew beard, you know, rabbinical beard. It's just shut up already. Another one is Stan Goldman, Fox legal analyst. Yeah, shut up, Stan. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you, you who are listening to this, when you're, when you're watching TV, first of all, you shouldn't be watching it. Get rid of your TV. Hey, and hey, I'm, not, I'm not speaking <laughs> hypocritically. I don't have a TV. No, I do have a TV, but I, I don't subscribe to cable. I get like two scratchy local channels, and I watch some videos on the TV, and that's all I do. But get rid of it. it you, don't, you don't need it. There's better things to do. Um, and yeah, as Craig says, the only excuse is keeping up with the news and what's going on, but even that makes you sick to your stomach because it's the same thing over and over and over. Once you well, understand I like to look the at the theme. Jew producers' names, Alex. I want to see, and then I want to do things online about them. But anyway, that's my excuse. But, but you know the main point is that you know what you're going uh, to get. If you watch one channel, you know what you're going to get on all the rest of them. You've got the appearance of diversity and the reality of uniformity. They're uniformly pushing in the same direction, and that direction is anti-white and anti-you listening to this. And uh, if you want your kids taught to hate themselves, you know, nothing better to do than to have them listening to MTV and going to public school. They'll end well, up being unproud think, of their roots. I think Shane does touch upon a new development that they really are coming out of the woodwork um, on their own networks. They just feel themselves so at leisure um, that they really um, are becoming more and more visible as time goes on. And I mean, I can't help but understand and uh, desegregation as as a um, sadomasochistic relationship between the crucifiers and those that sign up to be crucified. You know, we've got mm -hmm. the Jews and the Christians. You know, just lovey-dovey in it to uh, oblivion to the end times. It's been a while since I thought of it that way. Just the crucified. They, they really like that masochistic mindset. Whites do it. Makes them more human, humanitarian, and uh, advita. 
we're all yeah, one. Yeah, well, well, look like at... Like to teach the world to sing. Perfect harmony. Exactly. The other one? <laughs> we're all um, one. And then there's the rust when one world is enough. Jesus loves little children in the world. Black, white, yeah. red, polka dot. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah get them up on the cross. Look Be the morally path. superior. Kill yourself. Yeah. Exactly, and that comes straight from who? Jesus, I guess. I don't that's know. right. You see the passion? The, the hidden key to the success of the passion is that the Christian watching that identifies with Jesus. He's not it's impressed like that Jesus died for his sins. He's impressed, oh, poor put upon me. The world doesn't appreciate me. And rather than resist it and fight or laugh at it, you know, he, he gives in and allows the guilty party to kill him off. And that makes him feel morally superior. And that sickness, and that is what it is, this sickness is what underlies these fools like Briner, okay, who, who oh, we're going to sacrifice. Not anybody can put two and two together can see the, the natural result, result of influxing blacks. Anybody who's around blacks for five minutes can tell that they're not integratable into a white society. Okay, but these the Christians tell them, oh, you know, be good. It doesn't matter whether you're Greek or slave or Persian or free. You can mix anybody, and it works just fine. It doesn't. But, yeah, but well, it, I, I want to make one other point. Let me make one other point on the TV, and, and then uh, uh, I'm done on that. But uh, the point on the TV is being cited as an expert on TV is a real position of power. In fact, in a lot of ways... Someone like Greta Van Susteren is a heck of a lot more powerful than your average podunk congressman, right? Because millions of people are seeing her or someone perhaps a, a tad more visually appealing daily. They're seeing these people. Now, the way that it works is uh, uh, you're on TV. People know you. You can command a lot of money in speaking fees. Now, I guarantee you, if you and we should do this, uh, go to like Fox News and take up Maybe they have a list of all the experts that they cite regularly on their TV show. And to say they've got four or 500 people, I will guarantee you that at least half of them are Jews. It's just exactly like the law schools. Jews take 50% of the power slots in our society, and the rest are divided up among minorities, women, and homos, with a handful of cringing conservative white males who aren't even conservative because they accept that race doesn't exist, slash doesn't matter. And we have the only way out. Our, our white way is the only way out of this trap. Yes, well, if, if, if race doesn't exist, we've got a conflict here because racism poses challenge for Villa Ragoso. Villa Ragosa. As a candidate for mayor, Antonio Villa Ragosa packaged his ethnicity as carefully as he knotted one of his designer ties. Looking to appeal across the racial rainbow... He became the candidate who happened to be Hispanic, not the Hispanic candidate. So, yes, Los Angeles has uh, to look forward to Hispanic rule from today on. Word. Yeah, well, look, look at their, uh, I'm looking here at a Newsweek, uh, MSNBC link. Newsweek, a Latin power surge, a new mayor in L.A., decisive. A decisive showing in 04. Latinos are making their mark on politics as never before. Get used to it. Right? <laughs> now, now, do they ever say get used to it to Jews or blacks when there's some condition that they want to change? No. no. They are thinking about fresh ideas and new approaches to solve old problems. You know, they'll, they'll be hyping breaking of barriers. But when we, when we break, let's break barriers and think about hate. No, no. Whatever we try to break barriers or reverse what they've done, that's hate. But we're supposed to get used to our country being invaded by shipskins. Why should we get used to it? They haven't done anything good with Mexico. They're not going to do anything good here.
Well, they don't Hawaii, magically become civilized people when they cross the border. The why is almost a, a futile resignation. Now a lot of whites accept, well, that's a done deal. Right. Why, why should I get it? used to our, our country being invaded by shipskins from Mexico? Right. Well, they I, should I, get I used to being shot by our soldiers on the border. How about I mean, shot by re- us if it's legal, but it's not legal. I want to recommend a website here, www.lasucks.com. That is a funny one. And to all you Catholics out there who think that there's no such thing as overpopulation, you go out to L.A. and Southern California, and you drive around for a while, and maybe you live there for a while, and you might change your mind. And you think it's great that all these Mexicans are Catholics. Well, (laughs) I, I guess that's, you know, Catholic as opposed to making distinctions between better and worse. In, in yes, people. They, they have another that. TV show on that reminds me of this, and I was talking about it with you guys before Goyfire, but it's called Next. And this one has uh, kids on a bus, you know, and I say kids 18 to 23, and they load them up onto a bus. It's kind of like the dating game in the 60s, but they have five of them, you see. And then they have the, the, the dater, the, the candidate. That's either a, a man or a woman, young man or young woman. Anyway, I saw one the other day. They had a blonde girl with an Irish tattoo just below her waistband. The first candidate out of the bus was a bisexual spick. And, uh, you know, 60 minutes into the date, he's whipping his dick out on the bus and showing her his uh, dick ring. And so, uh, oh, yeah, they, they give him a blurb when he bolts off the bus. You know, Rodrigo is bisexual. Yeah, well, that's just the kind of guy that the average white girl's looking for. Get infected with AIDS by his spick. But uh, she picks him. So she picks him, the first one, doesn't even want to see the last four. She's convinced. i got a good one here. And well, as a matter of fact, then he dumps her, too. He says, forget it. You know, you can take the money or the date. He dumps her. But these kids are being propagandized. This is a little off the subject of the L.A. mayor. but uh, Well, it ties uh, in with the Aruba story about the woman disappearing. You know, they're being yeah. trained to think not only that minorities are harmless, but they're actually good potential partners. Desirable, yeah. I was going to make one side point there, that those of you who think conservative Jews are any different from liberal Jews should look up what... Uh, Norman Potteretz, one of the uh, founders of neoconservatism, said back in the 60s, they're like, first diversity, then miscegenation. The solution to America's racial ills is to miscegenate, right? And just in the same way that they bought this uh, conservative evangelical Protestantism support for Israel, the uh, bogus reading of the Bible, they've, they've brought them around also on race to where they really preach that extremely strongly. So you think that these, these what well, I like to call them rapture bunnies, these southern evangelical Protestants, you think that they're uh, they're conservative and they're against race mixing? No, they're some of the biggest people pushing that. At least their elected leaders or their 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 leaders like Pat Robertson. You watch you watch their shows on TV. They're always pushing multiracialism. So Christianity today it may have been not so bad at one point. It's horrible today. So definitely the the in in the functional sense that means in terms of what it actually does, it is the enemy of the white people. Well, I I like to think of it or I term it simply otherworldly. It's not a member of the part of the reality-based community, as, as the neocons, the cynical, laughing neocons would say. The, the guys <laughs> who write the speeches for Bush and who, while you're studying what we've done, we're out creating new realities. You know, and what, what, are, the, what are those new realities? Well, we, we bombed a bunch of people to death and reduced their city to rubble, and then we saw one building was left standing, and that was their hospital slash media, and we had guys go in there and shoot them so that you had no way other than through our approved media of getting any stories about it. And, you know, if we, if we guys were doing this out of a large, uh, large uh, skyscraper, we would be bombed by the same damn Jews, regardless that we were in America. They'd be, they'd be sending out the, uh, what are the F-15s to take us out. 
they don't want anybody but themselves determining the, the picture and the eyes and the, the mind of the average listener. Yeah. So otherwise, you better of how it should be. If he knew what was happening, he'd go, this is horrible. This really is horrible. Based on their, you know, what they did in like Fallujah, for example. You know, they killed all kinds of people. They killed supposedly 100,000 Iraqis have died in this war. And the only thing that the American really supports is, you know, they like initially when our tanks are going up the street and shooting people. That's kind of cool, though. Oh, I love that. Oh, people dying, and, and I'm not threatened at all. I can just sit here and enjoy it like it's, you know, ultimate football or something. And, and, uh, but, you know, now we're a couple of years in, and, and, and there never was any deep support for the war. But through the lying of the, the press and the lying of the politicians and the complete Jewish cover-up, they were able to persuade people that somehow Saddam Hussein was somehow linked to these, uh, you know, these various, uh, to, to 911 and concoct a few lies about weapons of mass destruction, and, you know, it, it still didn't take. Do you want to and meanwhile, this? these the rapture bunnies watched Bill Crystal and that little twisted, sick uh, twerp in the wheelchair, Dr. Charles Crothammer, talking about uh, Iraq yeah. this or Iraq that every weekend. On Sunday, they come on every weekend. Oh, my, the democracy in Iraq. Yeah, screw you. What do you care about it? Well, well, how does that help American kids or American families? As a matter of fact, it's costing them about 4000 a year or something like that. Yeah, For something family. like your family. It's costing multiple thousand dollars per year taxes to support Israel. Every every family in Israel receives literally is subsidized with a tomb of literally thousands of dollars that come directly out of the pockets of Americans just like you listening to this. Is that outrageous? Do you think a Jew would call it anti Semitism if the people of Israel were taxed to support your family? The Jews are your enemy. They're not your friend. The people are lying to you. People like Pat Robertson and the rest of these clown conservatives are lying to you. Israel is our enemy, not our friend. Well, they really believe the Jewish nonsense, son, and Robertson probably believes that biblical stuff. I don't. I don't. I disagree. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I, I think uh, he. Uh, I don't think all of them do. I think. Uh, anyway. I think the Protestant leaders in general are one cynical bunch. They're about as cynical as human beings can be. The, the Taliban. Well, almost guys. all of them have auxiliaries for importing muds into this country. You know. Sure. And the Catholics, the, the, the Catholics are Catholics are no better than. The Catholics are absolutely not a whit better than the uh, the Protestants. They're both they both send out all kinds of hate mail blasting Islam, and they wouldn't say boo to a goose when it comes to the Jews. But yet they'll condemn Islam in blanket terms. They won't say some Islamics are wrong and other ones are good people, or this is a mistaken interpretation of Islam. They say straightforwardly Islam is the enemy of Christianity, and they do this because they are controlled. They're basically whipped. They're whipped. They're Jew whipped. And you'll never see them, even, even though the, the, the Jewish books say, yeah, Jesus is boiling in a vat of semen, they'll never denounce Judaism. Even though Jews killed Christ, they'll never denounce Judaism. They talk like fools about the Judeo-Christian tradition. The Jews think you're such an idiot for using a term like that. It, it's, it's indescribable. They just laugh. God, these people are dumb. Did God, you see Judea? Did you see Judea Pearl's essay about now the the worst form of racism going now is anti-Zionism? So they're trying to cover all their bases. This is the guy. There's the dad of, of Daniel Pearl who was, uh, was well, I don't know. I think there's probably some kind of spy over there. Anyway, he had no business being over there, a Jew. It he got captured, got beheaded. Yeah. So now Judea says, you know, anti-Zionism is the a new terrible form of racism. Yeah, well, you know, the Jew doesn't like to be called a Jew. It makes their face turn red. I've seen that literally in public. And, like, and like, Nick uh, Berg's, beheaded Nick Berg's dad showed up at uh, the, the uh, Valley Forge ra rally on the anti-side quacking. So. Yeah, who knows what even happens. 
I mean, who knows if these people are even killed? I mean, what, when you see stuff presented to you as video, you have basically no way of telling what it is you're actually seeing. And the Jewish terrorist groups like Simon Wiesenthal Center have a history of doctoring photographs. Well, they've they imported their war into our country. And they had no business doing that, and now they've made it the number yes. one issue in our country. We never had all those problems when I was a kid. They brought their ancient hatreds to our shores, yeah. as Dr. Yeah. Pierce used to like to say about the Jews. Yeah. There weren't any, this is a point we've made before that you'll never see anyone else make. There were basically no Arabs, no Muslims in America until the Jews let them in with the 1965 Act. And the only reason they're complaining now is that they're getting a little blowback. All right, but they're, they're happy with all the, with the 35 million Mexicans that have come in. They love that. And it was that, to, you wrote it so nicely about how, how rabbit seeks the briar and uh, and uh, well, bass seeks the uh, structure. They they so Jews the feel Jew? conspicuous and endangered in a society that is majority, really of anything non-Jew. But they don't want to be where they're like a two percent minority in a country that's ninety-eight percent white Christian. They want to diversify it. So they claim they construct a bogus narrative of American history in which oh we're a nation of immigrants. No, we're a nation with people basically from the British Isles and a few other European countries. We're a blood and soil nation. We're not a nation we were. of people from Cambodia. We were such a nation. Well, they, they changed the policy to make their lie become more plausible and more true over time. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what we have now. And anybody who tries to rebut it, well, good luck. They're not using a textbook that supports our position. They're using one that supports the Jewish position. You don't see, there's no echo chamber for what we're saying here at Boy Fire. We are building our own community. Speaking of which, I, I want to retract that LASucks.com. They took it off the air. I've been Googling it this whole time. You can find a part of this website at members.fortunecity.com backslash B-M-H-E-R-D-E-R backslash moremail.htm. Uh, this guy has a great expose of L.A. and, and uh, the, the nod going on uh, there and, and why so many Californians are leaving California. Um, from what I can tell, it's, it's a huge exodus, which is also not being televised. It's not going to do any good, white people. They're going to follow you wherever you go. That's the nature. They want the orderliness. They want to screw your women and impregnate them. And so your posterity, which our founders talked about, are going to be, uh, I don't know, it's going to be so jumbled up you're, you wouldn't recognize them. And not only that, but they won't have your values. Exactly. And if you don't like it, you're a bad person. Yeah, the system wants to make them to believe if they go along, they're a good person, but at the same time, they're being totally disenfranchised. Yeah. And I think the smarter ones know it, and they're just, you know, they're just trying to get out of the foxhole but they got to start supporting people like us, and soon. Yeah. Otherwise, their ass is grass. Yeah, and they, you see the obnoxiousness of their, you know, their little subtitle. Get used to it. Get yeah. used to that, it. It's, you know, it's the old Brezhnev doctrine: what is theirs is theirs, and what's ours is negotiable. So, oh, you know, West Virginia is being remade. The streams of Hispanics come into the formerly all-white state. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, this is never presented as West Virginia is an all-white state. Get used to it. We have no right to even define ourselves. We have no right to exist as a group, according to the Jews who control the media. We're not allowed to be whites. Every other group can exist and have pride in itself. We're haters. Well, the Jews well, even say they're whites. They even tell that lie and put it over on uh, the rap. They tell whatever lie they need to. They may be white yeah. in this moment, and they may be non-white in the next moment. When when the blacks uh, took over Zimbabwe, they had uh, these Jewish experts and rabbis. Oh, no, Jews aren't whites. 
they don't want to experience any repercussions whatsoever. So they'll, they'll be a race, a religion, an ethnic group, whatever they need to be at the time is what they'll be. But we need to come together as whites and defend ourselves as whites and create the kind of world that we want to live in because this diversity, it's genocidal. And more than that, it's just ugly. It's nasty. There's nothing appealing about areas created by blacks and Mexicans. They're unappealing people. They create shit. Their, their, their culture is shit. What's admirable about, about Mexican culture? Have you ever gone to Mexico and looked around? It's dirty. It's filthy. They have the horrible music. The best and you can and say and is they have a little bit of seafood. If we like spicy food, food, we'll buy the spices by the ton and make our own. You know? I, like, I like Mexican food, <laughs> but I mean, well, deal. what, what makes them Mexican? Anybody can, anybody can make, you know, a burrito. Yeah. It's not like Mexicans are really good at making burritos. You know, they only have three ingredients, and they recycle them into 85 recipes. I mean... People try I like to offer this stuff, up that argument. Oh, well, what about all the great foods we have? Now? Well, I'll tell you, Craig, it's, it's like with food with music. They like to, to mix music and food because it's so easy to do. And the, the, they want you to assume, oh, if you can mix that stuff, why, to world beat, you know, or whatever, or world mm-hmm. cuisine, why then? We can surely mix people just as easily. Well, black people eat each other. Okay, you, you can't integrate people who've never seen a toilet or a doorknob and who like to eat each other or who at their most civilized, you know, are basically goat herds, can't integrate them with white people and not expect huge problems. And the people who run the country are not dumb. They know that there's going to be problems, but they in some way benefit from this. They don't care that it screws you. They don't represent you, and they know that you have no way to fight back against them. Well, we better find a way. We have to find a way to fight back against them. We found a way. We found it. We're on to it. We're on to it. It, it, BNN, come and join us. I keep thinking of this referendum, uh, one Proposition 187. You know, the Californians, when they voted, you know, they voted uh, with democracy and all that. And look where it got them. Yeah. You know, it's, get, it's getting get them used nowhere. To it. Get used yeah. to it. Have fun. Get out or get used to it. it it's and like even it. if you stay, you know, you're, you're going to be a... You know, there was one guy who told me, uh, who wrote online, or I guess it was somewhere, one of the concerti sites some years ago. It's been four years ago. He said... Whites in L.A. know not even to go to court. White businessmen, they don't waste your money because you're going to go before an, an Hispanic judge, no matter how righteous your case and your evidences are. So just forget it. He claims they yeah, don't. Yeah, I, I really think Hispanic people are almost uniquely disgusting in, in terms of a mass people. I personally think they're more disgusting than niggers even. And that's, I don't know if I defend that view in court, but they're a repulsive culture. And I spent years studying Spanish. I've been to Mexico. Uh, God, it would be a wonderful place if there weren't any Mexicans in it. I mean, it's got pretty decent weather. It's got fascinating uh, uh, tropical uh, flora and fauna. It's got all kinds of nice water. Um, but uh, but Mexicans are just nasty. And where they go, where they pollute, I mean, they, they breed so rapidly that they simply, it's, it's the Gresham's Law. The bad drives out the good. The refined must protect itself or it will simply be washed under by the you know, the reproducing squaws of, of, of these mestizos. I lived in L.A. two periods of my life in uh, Southern California, the Great Southland, as they call it. It's got light and weather like few spots on Earth in terms of just being a nice place and a nice, healthy place to live. But it's overpopulated because there's no border control. And now prices are absolutely beyond belief. And you ask anybody who's lived there and left, the average price of a house is like $400,000, the bureaucratic regulation there is just incredible. And the state is something like, what, $40 billion in debt? This is due to these, these Mexicans 
coming here and taking advantage of our system. We don't want to pay for them. We don't want those people anywhere near us. They're there are awful. daily stories now, too, in They're the high awful. schools. The kids are fighting this. The white kids are, are getting the brunt of this multicult terror, it, it, and they're fighting it. Well, the black can't. ones are fighting, too. I don't, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's white and Mexican in some of the inlying or the inland places in California, but it's blacks and Mexicans uh, around, like, South yeah. Central where they get it. Just like it. Yugoslavia, it's a racial turf war already. See, and now, who's, who, the question here is not the symptoms, it's the disease. Now, anybody knows beforehand that you can't mix vastly disparate groups of people and expect them to get along. It's just even these groups know. The Hispanics know the Southwest is theirs. That's what they say. You know, get out. Well, yeah. I think a lot of whites at this point say, you know what, keep it. Just stay out of the Midwest and the Northwest well, and so forth. The thing, well, that's not going to happen. Anybody who no, thinks no, the Northwest, no. the Mexicans have already spread everywhere. Yes. And there's no place that's off limit. Now, the whites are leaving California by the hundreds of thousands, and they're going to the what's called the Intermount West out there, uh, like Utah. And what happens is, do you think that there's good work for, like, uh, sensitivity trainers and diversity experts in, in L.A. right now? I doubt it. What, what they're doing is they go up to Portland. They go up to Washington. They pursue the whites as they go inland because that's where the money and that's where the uh, the contracts to brainwash people are, and so the, the diversity crowd will will push ahead, or we'll kind of keep right on the barrier where the colors are invading white white spaces. And parents, the the only thing you can do is keep your kids out of the schools and to join with other whites. And we've got to fight back. We have to organize and fight back. Part of that organization is forming media that the Jews cannot control, and we are a prime example of that. The reporting right. that Craig's doing, the commentary we're providing here, and the daily news and analysis we provide at govnn.com and our forum where people talk amongst themselves and make arrangements at vnnforum.com. And I encourage you to join. Right. I think a lot of whites, you know, ju they just have an inferiority complex and are just so browbeaten that they don't think that uh, a few whites can throw together enough money to make a difference and enough manpower to get things uh on the right side of, of the world. Uh, we can change things, uh, and we want to change things. We just need your cooperation. Well, let me, let me make the point that the Mexican community is basically headless, and the black community is basically headless, and both of them only endanger whites because the Jews who control our country have empowered them to. If we deal with the Jewish question, we can deal with the black and the Mexican question very easily. And there needn't be any, uh, any lasting uh, civil war or any of this other stuff people are talking about. I mean, we sent people down to conquer Mexico when they were messing around with some of our diplomats. And, you know, it took, what, maybe a week or two? I mean, they can't fight. They're disorganized. I mean, yeah, they can pull off gang stuff when there's 20 of them. And half the time, they're, they're not even good shooters. I mean, they do their stupid drive-bys. And half the time, they miss and shoot innocent people. They're just a fucked up bunch of people, basically. And uh, what we have to do is identify as whites, organize as whites, destroy the Jew who controls America. Okay, I've, I've quoted a president to you, so don't you go talking, oh, that's conspiracy talk. President Nixon said that the Jews control the media. Billy Graham said that the Jews control the media. Now, you tell me. They were in position better than anybody listening to this or me to know whether or not that's true. So they're they going to get on RICO like now that. for conspiracy talk. Is that it? They're going to prosecute on RICO, Alex? <laughs> what do you, for, for what? When you say the conspiracy, I guess you're talking about whites uh, supposing that what we're talking about is conspiracy, in other words, paranoia. But I, No, what we're talking I, about, I talking about the RICO aspect. No, with the, with they, they use conspiracy as a way to make the... the 
the people who listen to Fox News feel clever and superior, like, oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. That's tinfoil yeah. hat talk. Right. Well, mm-hmm. do you think the president got to be president by not grasping political reality in the country in which he was elected? Mm-hmm. Very unlikely. Very unlikely. So if the president of the United States says that Jews control the media, the chance that it's true, and he didn't say this in public, no, he didn't dare to say it in public. He said, oh, I can't say that. There are things that, the pre- that are highly relevant to our political situation that the president feels he cannot say in public, then by God, we'd better yell them from the rooftops or else we're going to keep on being controlled by this miserable group of bastards called Jews. And have you seen what the Jews do to the Palestinians with your money and under your name? It's outrageous. They kill All while calling them scum, like the old Polish proverb, the, the they Jew kill. cries out in pain as he slaps you. The Jews are murderers. The Jews are liars. And the Jews control your government, and the Jews have ruined your name to advance their agenda. When they disappear, when they flee off to China, wherever they're training their kids to invade and wreck next, uh, you're going to be left with a crappy American reputation. They are driving America just going to be left under. with. What do you think we have now? <laughs> there isn't going to be anything left. It's just going to be a cold northern Brazil where, you know, every time you leave your house, it's every man to himself, kind of a war zone. And maybe you get a little money and you segregate yourself economically, but there won't be any nice white middle class society where you can trust people and know what you're dealing with. Do you want to live around Mexicans and blacks and Jews? You don't. And neither do any of your neighbors. Now you've got to ask yourself, why is it that you are forced to live in a country that increasingly looks like a goddamn hip-hop video? Yeah, and what you can do about it uh, and start doing things about it because it's a very ugly prospect and a very real prospect. And a prospect uh, with nothing in it for you and your kids except rape, violence, murder, just general widespread stupidity. A a culture with nothing more advanced than a stupid pickup truck driving down the road blasting hip-hop at 3 in the morning. That's what America's becoming. It's obscene, and that's not even to mention what we're do- what's being done abroad in our names. Yeah, and wait until you, and wait till you save up to get into a college, and then what do you have? A big black professor telling you you need to to be uh, participating in a whiteness forum. Yeah, white boy, you need some re- you need some brainwashing. You need some reorientation. You need to be sensitive to the niggers. When is a nigger going to be sensitive to me? When? You know, sensitive. Hell, I'd settle for them not even shooting people once in a while. But they can't even do that. They can't obey minimal criminal standards of behavior, let alone civilized behavior. Christ, we'd be happy if niggers could merely refrain from shooting people for a few weeks. They can't even do that. They're fucking land sharks. It's like that old Saturday Night Live sketch. You know, we, we allow them to swim around. You, oh, can't, can't, you know... The cops bust you for not wearing a seatbelt, but bullies, blacks are allowed to walk around free. Is that crazy? Did you see those? You see what I'm saying? Is that crazy? Uh, did you Did you see those funeral pictures I posted of uh, Clark Edrick and uh, and Edrick Clark, I guess, and Dante Ward up in West Virginia? They were two of those people yeah. that got murdered by the Detroit crackheads. And the one guy's out there with some kind of headdress. It looks like Africa or something. And they're all wearing T-shirts and they're pallbearers at a funeral and their hats on crooked. Now, this looks about right. This is this is a state of our country, and what, the whites follow next. And you come out to your your dad dies, and there you are in your long T-shirt with a his picture on the T-shirt and uh, your hat on crooked. Yeah, well, why so do you, many, why so expect many, blacks to obey white standards of behavior when they're not white? Right, and so you many uh, Americans think that you know our Africans are um, as special. But go to Africa, check out 
motherland African uh, homeland. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got just astounding things going on. Every third person has AIDS. They're, they're starving to death because they don't have food. And what type of people are this here? Well, they're basically, they have IQs at the level of 60, and that's the reason they've never developed. You Those think are the ancestors be... of our American blacks. That's their Yeah, and they're, those are the ones who captured and sold the blacks who came to America. Now, what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, the, Africans, the Africans themselves want to disavow themselves. They, they consider them the riffraff that they got rid of. Yeah, they did their own Mario Lito. <laughs> early, early version of Mario Lito. They got rid of all the... The ethnic did. cleansing. If, you, if you're captured and sold into slavery by people with 60 IQ points to their name, I mean, you're pretty bottom of the barrel. I mean, and that's exactly what we see. You know, and they're not going to become Republicans and own stocks and go to jobs. Not while we're subsidizing them and excusing them. You know, coming up with extenuating circumstances when they shoot a cop nine times, like we saw today. I mean, um, question. You know, well, these are these are the symptoms. The question is who's who's responsible. For, what is the disease causing this? And the disease is Jew control the media and the government. Yeah. If you don't believe that, you're wrong. That's simple. Easily yeah. documented. All right. Well, closing statements, Jane. Anything? I'm going to read Sam Adams again. He's okay. probably talking to a weed materialist in the United States. If ye love wealth. Greater than liberty, the tranquility of servitude, greater than the animating contest for freedom. That's what we have going on at VNN. That's an animating contest for freedom. We're not watching uh, a pimp my ride, or if we are, it's no. informational pur- purposes to tell you. Drinking so, uh, pimp juice. That's right. Well, what are the other ones? I, I, cribs, I don't know. It just goes on and on. Go home from us in peace. Well... There's no home for you anymore, white people, unless you're ultra-rich and you have a wall around your compounds. Yeah, we seek out your counsel. <laughs> in that case, F off, I was going to say. <laughs> well, they'll get their own sooner or later. And not from us either, at least at first. We seek not your counsel nor your arms. Crouch down and lick the hand that feeds you. May your chains set lightly upon you and so... I say, may they not set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were our countrymen. Well, if you have mud uh, great-grandchildren, they're going to forget, because you're genetically wiped out. Yeah, you can be part of the Crouch and Lick Society, you can be part of the uh, vanguard. That's people Mm -hmm. leading the way and fighting back, and that is us. It's people like uh, Aegis, who came up with the idea for this show and has got our commentary out there. People like Chain, who... uh, got some original reporting out there on a number of stories that affect white people just like you and, and, and from whose example you can learn uh, firsthand that everything that we say is true. If it hasn't happened to you today, it might happen to you tomorrow. So why not join us and add your strength to ours and let's start organizing and fight back. And this is really a tremendous quest. The Aryans have always been heroic questers, whether they were Columbus or uh, James Cook, you know, sailing around the world, finding new places, absolutely fearless, tracing the source of the Nile, uh, going to Antarctica, uh, going to the North Pole. Well, this is the quest of our times. It's the quest to liberate white people from the Jewish boot. I can't think of anything more exciting. A lot of it is really horrifying. But if you have the guts intellectually to reach through the symptoms, to reach through the veil of appearances and, and see the face of reality, and determine exactly what is going on, you'll see that what we are saying on this show 
although sometimes we may seem emotional, we may, we may seem like we're uh, overstating the case. We are, in fact, not overstating the case. We're telling you exactly what's going on. You can document it yourself easily, and we want you to join with us. Once again, I'll remind you, we've got uh, the Arian Alternative, still several thousand of those available. $12 for 100 copies. You can mail the order to me at uh, a lender at Post Office Box 101, Kirksville, Missouri, 63501. Uh, we've also got our daily news and commentary at govnn.com slash or, or uh, vanguardnewsnetwork.com. And we've got our 24-7 forum where we discuss things like these and guys like chain post other news stories at vnnforum.com and there's thousands of members it's a it's a great time and we hope you'll go over there and see us and uh that's about all i have to say and we'll hear we'll talk to you next week yes and this is uh aegis uh thanking uh stan and the tech guys for making this show possible and thanking you for listening in until next time america I'm wishing you the best of goodbyes. The Aryan Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. You're listening to Vanguard Radio.